0: Swain Event, swainevent.com, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. We're not wasting any time this morning. We're getting right to the Irish Network's hotline. It is Johnny Majors Classic this weekend, and there's no one better to talk about Coach, Le- Coach Majors, his legacy, than VFL, Charles Davis. Mr. Davis, good morning, sir. Listen up now. This yeah. Major's.
1: Coach Majors, we're ready to go.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. It's it's football
1: time let me in see, Tennessee. Look, let me see the look in your eye, young man. Look 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 me in the eye. Let me see the look in your eye. See if you're ready to go. I miss that, man. Let me tell you something. I, I learned a lot about, forget football, learned a lot about life and lessons. And one of his favorite expressions was, listen to me, young man. You might learn something. I used to love it. <laughs> It's funny how many things run through your head when you think about the people that learned from, that taught you, that cared for you, even when they were kicking you in the behind. So hope you, I hope all of you guys are well. It's a fantastic event, but what's even more fantastic is our balls are getting ready to play football again. It truly is football time in Tennessee. And let's get a W on Saturday.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's honor uh, the, the man, the, the legend, um, and Coach Majors, and let's go out here and, and get a win. Both programs – um, just you know, mean so much to coach majors. He won a championship there at Pitt and then came home to fix Tennessee football and he did that uh, with your help uh, Charles along with so many other great teammates of yours.
1: Yeah, and, a lot of uh, others.
0: Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of great players a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice a lot of pride, putting that power to um, you on as you go about your day, Charles, being a NFL analyst for CBS sports, working NFL network, uh, just just doing the great job that you that you do, what are some of the things that that coach majors that he said to you that kind of run through your mind even today?
1: Well, you know it's funny that I read a quote guys a number of years ago, um, reading books about Ben Lombardi, the great coach and the Great Bay Pathers and finished up in Washington um, his last season before before cancer took him. And one of the quotes was from one of his former players, where he said, where the player told Jerry Cramer who wrote those great books, uh, Instant Replay and, uh, uh, excuse me, I think it was Instant Replay and then Distant Replay, about the Packers in that time. He told Jerry, he said, "You know, Jerry, I love my father dearly. Uh, Absolutely, I didn't have any problems at all with him." He said, "But he's been gone a long time, and I don't think of him every day." He said, "But there's not a day that goes by that something that Coach Lombardi said, did, what have you, doesn't run through my head. I think Coach Majors and, and all the great coaches that have ever been out there have a similar effect on their on their players and and on on the people who worked with them and for them. And you know, I was I was joking when I came on and trying to do my bad imitation of Coach Majors, but you know, you know, listen to what I'm saying, young man, you mm-hmm. might learn something. We always use tap periods." You know, at the end of practice, in two a days, we would have our meeting in the evening. Back then, when we had the legit two a days, and I'm not advocating going back to those days, guys, it's better for the players. But you'd be in there dog tired, you've been in pads twice a day, blah, 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 blah. We'd always have what we call the winning edge period small little things in football in the game to get the rules and the nuances so that maybe it might pay dividends on on a, on a Saturday, you know? Yeah, all those sorts of things. I mean, I could go on and on all day. You know, the things Tennessee people know, the game maxims that came from General Neyland that Coach Majors drilled into our head. I'm sure plenty of people who are in big orange country saw the pregame speech before the Sugar Bowl in, in, in January of 1986, where Coach took everybody through the game maxims and, you know, gave us that last bit of confidence because we were double digit underdog in that game. I mean, that team that we played was so loaded from Miami. But he was talking about, you know, how we win the ball game, when we're going to win the ball game, all those sorts of things. He used to talk about walking with a strut. He said, you know, it doesn't mean to be arrogant, but have that little bit of confidence. Well, you know what we call that today? We call it swag. Swag. And it's funny, it's funny how that goes. So I could go on all day, as I told you, but there are a lot of different things. And, 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 and the last thing I'll leave you with is, as much as he loved football, he did actually care about your education. Now, he didn't want it to get in the way of uh, football. He wanted to be parallel. <laughs> but he did actually care about your education. He talked to me about the classes I was taking. and Sometimes he would just light up at something I was talking about in, in history. It's a particular favorite of his. So.
0: Charles Davis, uh, VFL, analyst CBS Sports, NFL Network. Um, Charles, a lot of guys that he coached. To uh, play at the next level, um, a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches yeah. that he mentored, um, that we see like now, like we see now, uh, coaching in the NFL, uh, have great careers in college. I'm going to have Jackie Cheryl on a little bit later. Uh, he's going to. Oh, be-
1: please, tell, please tell Coach Cheryl hello for me, please.
0: Um, I, I sure will. I sure will. And
1: I, and I, and I, you know, when I was calling games, he was at Mississippi State. You know,
0: during that time frame. And you give Coach Cheryl a big hello for me. Oh, I sure will. I sure will. I remember um about it was five years ago. I was doing a show up in Johnson City, and it was it was Jackie Sherrill and it was Johnny Majors. And I remember telling someone, <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Coach Majors on, Jackie Sherrill, you know, at the eight o'clock hour, probably have him on for about thirty minutes. And they laughed. Now They're you have him like, on
1: for two hours. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It. They laughed, they are like, huh. Yeah, that's about to be the Johnny yeah, Major good, show right good there. Good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know. That's about You're to be the right. Johnny Major show. And it was. <laughs> it was legendary. It was an awesome show of stories. And just the, the respect that Coach uh, uh, Cheryl has for Coach Majors. And every time that, that Coach wanted to talk, you know, Jackie just – Coach Cheryl just, just – Stood back and let him and just, go. They just let him go. And it was it, man, it, was, it was un uh, it was unbelievable, man. It was great. I just Jay, Jay, back I'm there gonna make
1: a prediction for you today. You ready? Yeah, yeah. If what you're mean? having Coach Cheryl on, when he talks about Coach Majors and you ask him about remembering him, et cetera, I'm gonna make a prediction. You let me know if I'm right, okay? Okay. You ready?
0: All right, I'm ready.
1: At some point, Coach Cheryl was going to say that that John Majors was the best PR coach that he ever learned from. The guy who understood public relations, media, promoting a program, things of that nature. Now you let me know if Coach Sherrill doesn't say that. All right? I will. That's what he's gonna he's gonna tell you that at some point in that conversation, I'm willing to bet. And Coach Sherrill wasn't bad at it himself, but he said he learned he said that's what he learned from Coach that's one of the things he learned from Coach Majors. And I'm sure you'll talk about that legendary staff Coach Majors had at Iowa State with Coach Sherrill on it, and Jimmy Johnson, and Larry Lacewell, and you talk about all these other coaches. But, you know, the, when you talk about the people who went to the pros, or dance to the NFL, players, coaches, et cetera, you know, Coach Major wasn't easy on, on on his coaches. You know, he wasn't easy on us as players. But he wasn't easy on his coaches. He coached the heck out of his coaches. And, you know, sometimes that could be, you know, a lot of people thought it might be heavy-handed. You know, I was a Tennessee you know, 83 through 86 as a player. I think it was 84, 85. The first time in Coach Major's career that he brought back an entire staff intact. Now, not all of them because he fired people. Some went on, as you noted, and had other jobs in mm-hmm. advance, et cetera. But he never really had the same staff very often. And some people saw that as a negative. Others saw it as a positive, depending on why they left. But one thing that I did learn, and I still hear to this day when I talk to old school NFL people, they always used to say, one thing, you know, we always love getting Tennessee players and Downey majors players because you guys knew how to work. You know how to practice. We didn't have to worry about driving you and pushing you and all that. We used to love to go and watch you guys go because you were very efficient in what you did. You competed hard, all those things. And that's a big reason why a good number of guys went on and had successful careers, whether they be coaches or players. And a lot of that came from Coach Majors and how he went about it, his work and, and, and the epic that he had.
0: Charles, you played you played DB and Coach Majors coached that position. Uh, I, remember in, <laughs> I remember up in I remember up I remember up Johnson City doing doing the show. He was telling us a story when he was at Pitt, and <laughs> he's like Tony Tony oh. Dorsett. Tony Dorsett had a had a long his first carry in practice. He took it. He took it seventy yards. He was he was rolling, and um you know I was a guy. I ran about a I ran about a fourth. Four 4'7 um, at that time, and I was running right there next to Tony Dorsett. I was like, wait a minute, Coach. You was running that fast next to Tony Dorsett uh, in practice? He was like, yep, you better believe it. <laughs> it was it was the funniest thing ever. And um, <laughs> Charles, Charles, give give us some stories about when he would he would get into the drill with you guys and, and demonstrate. I don't know, Jason. I could
1: give you a million of them. I'm going to give you one. And one of the things about Coach was, you know, he actually believed he was running that four-step. <laughs> I love how you, I love how you said it exactly how he would say it, Dorset. Yeah. Because he was Tony Dorset. For people who may not remember, he was Tony Dorset until he was a senior at Pitt. At Pitt, he has to be called Dorset. <laughs> and the family name is Dorset. It's kind of like Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. If you go back to New Jersey, where Joe Theismann's from, and ask for the Theismans, everyone to give you a blank look because the real family name is Thiesman, oh. They changed it to Thiesman at Notre Dame to rhyme with Heisman, and they were trying to get the <laughs> Heisman trophy. Uh. So it was Tony Dorsett, and that's how Coach referred to him until until the day he left them. But <laughs> I was in practice one day, and I kept messing up. I, I messed up a, a certain, certain play and coverage a couple of times. And, and you mentioned Coach Major. He especially was defensive backs. That's what he did as an assistant. So the poor defensive backs coach, they used, to, they used to tell us all the time, guys, keep that man out of our drills today. Don't mess up, please. Because he comes down on me like he comes down on you. And you know, if he's coming down on me, I'm coming down on you guys even harder. But I kept messing up. And whenever Coach Majors took his, his baseball cap that he wore at practice and his whistle, if he took either, if he took them both and turned them backwards, <laughs> so the bill of the cap is now backwards, he'd take the whistle and throw it over his back so that it wouldn't get in his way. If you saw that, you knew he was going to demonstrate, and you knew everybody was in trouble in that group. <laughs> so I kept messing up, and he was barking at me, God, Charles, you're, you're better than ever. And finally, I was like, that's it, that's it. Get out, get out, get out. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> and he took the pat and turned it backwards in the whistle, and he went and said, run the play, run the play. Well, you know, in your mind, I'm 56. In my mind, I could run through the teeth. The truth of the matter is I pull a hammy trying about my third step. (laughs) But in your mind, you think you can still do it. Well, Coach, you know he still thought he could get it done, right? So he was out there. He said, I'll say you have to to run the (laughs) coverage. And they ran it. And, of course, the speed of the play is just just, just, just lightning. And he does not He messes it up. (laughs) All right, darn it. Run it again. Run it again. (laughs) They ran it again. And, of course, he he couldn't keep up. He turned around, and as loud as he could, he said, Charles Davis. You have messed up that coverage so badly. And when he said messed up, he used a different word, okay? Yeah, yeah. You have blanked up that coverage so badly, no one can run it. And then Oh, just walked away. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, that's, that, that's great, Charles. I'm curious if you have any great uh, stories about Coach Majors from when he recruited you. You see these coaches nowadays yeah. dancing in living rooms or you hear about – Coaches rolling up their sleeves to help Mama wash the dishes. Any uh, great Johnny Major's recruiting stories? Well, the one he came to my house in, in New Paltz, New York, which is about an hour south of Albany, New York, two hours north of New York City, Mid-Hudson Valley. And it's not a place that's highly populated. Back then, you know, you really had to make the circuit as a coach. You know, nowadays I'm hearing all these stories about kids committing without ever visiting campuses, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ballgame than it was back then. Anyway, he comes to my house, and that was a big deal. You know, my high school coach was there, and and my parents, of course, and I think my high school assistant coach. And, I mean, Johnny Majors coming to New Paltz, New York. I mean, my my town was 3,000 people. I will guarantee you 2,990 of new Coach Majors was in town that night. I mean, that's just kind of how how it was. And he sat in my living room, and of course, you know, whatever my mom put in front of him, he ate because that's what coaches do. And he's telling stories about watching my tape to let everybody know that he had been watching me and really wanted me to come. And I committed that night. His visit was right before signing date. And I told him, hey, coach, I want to come to Tennessee. And... He's sitting in this chair. You guys remember that big grin he had when he was really pleased about mm-hmm. something. You know that big old, that big old grin. And sometimes it turned out a little bulldog grin he had. Mm-hmm. And he bounds out of the chair. And I, I said, I said, Coach, I'd like to come to Tennessee. I'd like to, like to, like to be a volunteer. He says, You do? <laughs> and I said, Yes, sir. I'd like to be a volunteer. And he said, "I've done it! And he hops out of the chair. And hugs my mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm not playing for Tennessee. That's you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you know, bottom line is, in the old days, and I'm not sure it's still not that way in some, some cases, but in yeah. the old days, one of the top rules of recruiting was, you better, you better get in with mom. That's right. Because mom's going to make 95% of the decisions with son, even more so than dad. Because most kids are tied in with mom. If mom, if they're there, you better make sure you know what mom likes. And if mom doesn't like you, you're not getting so it. Right. was that? Used to be the kind of the old rule. He hopped up to hug my mom. That's right. That's <laughs> and I'm, right. Like, now, Char- I'm the one coming what about me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where's my hug? <laughs> Charles, you were a high school quarterback, right? I was. I was. Yeah. As quarterback, punter, kicker. And a little bit of defensive back, but way more quarterback than defensive back. So, did did Coach Majors tell you that you could get a shot at quarterback at Tennessee, or did did you know that oh, they were going to switch oh, to DB? Recruiting. What do you think oh. <laughs> that that you were told that you were going to get a shot at quarterback? <laughs> you, hey, hey, I can't slide one past you. You know, you know how the game is played. Exactly. Do you remember? Do you know how many quarterbacks were in my my recruiting class? <laughs> no I mean, telling. There were eight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, there's a junior college kid named Sam Yellow. There were seven other seven of us who were freshmen. I'm gonna give you some names that are some pretty prominent names. Okay, my roommate Tyrone Robinson became a starter as a senior at outside linebacker. Joey Kling Scales from mm. Knoxville, Austin East, mm. became a, a starter and a heck of a player at wide receiver. Um, Tommy Sims. Mm. Started as a freshman, true freshman at Tennessee, at corner, and later became a safety and, and went to the NFL. If he didn't tear up his knee in, like, game one of his NFL career, he would have been a heck of a player in the NFL, guys. Mm. Tommy was terrific. Terry Brown, an NFL official, became a, a four-year starter, at corner and safety. Um, Myself, I mean, there, there weren't enough chairs in the quarterback room when we all went in there, right? <laughs> but Tony Robinson was in our class. Oh. There was also a young man named Tim Norton who was in our class who transferred, went to Oregon, and then other, other parts across the country. I'm not sure where Tim finished up. But Tony Robinson was in our class. And you guys remember how Tony could throw the football. Oh. So I'll never forget being in drills. And back then, the freshmen came in. We had three days to ourselves before they let the varsity in to let us acclimate. And I think it was day two. And I threw one of the best balls. Now, I threw the best ball I've thrown in my life. I can't even exaggerate. It was a comeback route, you know, 18 back to 15. Ooh. And I threw it right on the spot. Timing was perfect. Bam, bam. And uh, Al Saunders was the, uh, was the offense coordinator quarterback. Because, you oh, that's a great ball, Charles. Beautiful ball. I was like, man, I was on top of the world. that like, hot dog. <laughs> the very next person to throw was Tony Robinson. And that thing left his hand and went whistling through the air. And and I realized that ball that I threw was the best ball I'd thrown in my life. I put all my effort and intensity into it. And Tony did it as effortlessly as you and I roll out of bed. Well, at least when I rolled out of bed when I was 30, not when I'm 56. But anyway, I went, oh, boy, I am in trouble. And that afternoon in between practices, because that was a morning session, George Catablos, who was our defensive backs coach at the time, said, hey, come by and see me before afternoon practice. (laughs) And I went and saw him, and he said, you know something? I think you'd be a good defensive back for us, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, Coach, I I really still want to compete at quarterback. He said, absolutely. It's your decision. Do whatever you want. So I went and got taped, got lunch, grabbed a quick nap, then went down to the locker room to to get ready for afternoon practice. I got to my locker, guys. My face mask was different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my pads were smaller. My pads were bigger. My number had changed, and I went. Hmm. Huh. I guess I made my decision to be a defensive <laughs> back. I didn't realize I said that. That's right. And that was all she wrote, right there.
0: That was all she wrote, uh, Charles. Man, thank you so much for for your time uh, this morning. I want I want to ask you this uh, on the way out. I know you're super busy, and I'm just so appreciative of of you know just the just the fifteen twenty minutes that we have with you today. Um, Coach Majors is Tennessee, and Tennessee is Coach, coach Majors. Um, yeah. if, if Coach Majors was was here with us today, um, and Tennessee and Pitt is getting ready to play, um, what would he say? Uh, you know, What would he say about his school, the school that he grew up loving, the school he you know left the national championship program to come back and coach, the school that he laid it out on the line for as a player? Uh, what would he say today about, about this matchup between Tennessee and Pittsburgh?
1: Well, he'd be be beyond proud, as you know, and it'd probably take him about three hours to say it all. He'd give a speech like like Fidel Castro, (laughs) where he'd give a speech and, you know, people had to sit there for three hours to listen to it, (laughs) because he'd have a lot to tell you. But I think, ultimately, what it would come down to is something along the lines of family is what you make, right? You know, you can create family anywhere. You know, all of us who played at Tennessee, that, every one of those guys in the locker room became our family, all right? We we know that, right? Where wherever you went, wherever you go, the bonds that you create, that becomes family for you. For him, that would have been Pitt, and, and he treasured those relationships. Tennessee was blood. Mm. It's a little bit different. Mm. It's where he grew up. It's where he went to school, where he met his wife. You can go right on down the line, right, where he started his family. All of those things. And for him to leave Pitt and to come home, blood had to bring him home. The bottom line family brought him home. Okay. Because if you go back and look, check the records that Jackie Sherrill had right after Coach Majors. Not that Coach Sherrill wasn't a great coach. He was, but check the records. If Coach Major stays at Pitt, I think he wins, I think he wins at least one more national championship. And Pitt came darn close with Coach Sherrill. They were loaded. He had to come home for a reason. He came home because of the blood part of the family. That's what Tennessee was for him. That orange blood that runs through our veins, Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. his. And and, it ran through his veins until the day we lost him. So I think that's what he would think about this one. And let's face it, we're all going to miss him. And I'm just like the guy who played for Vince Lombardi. As that day goes by, I don't think of Coach Majors. That's just the way it's going to be until they close the lid on my casket one day. Wow.
0: Wow. Charles, man, thank you so much for – for your, for your time this morning. Powerful, powerful, powerful as we celebrate Coach Majors this weekend, the Johnny Majors class at Pitt, Tennessee. Uh, so many great stories uh, about Coach Majors, so many passionate stories uh, about Coach Majors. I'm just glad that you were able to share some with us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, thank you guys very much for having me. Let's go get them Vols this weekend. Let's go get them Vols going forward. <laughs> Keep lifting up Coach Heupel and the brand-new staff. It's their opportunity to get us back to where we belong. And, Jason, congratulations to you, part of the Vol Network, bringing us the games. That is fantastic. I could not be happier. Absolutely could not be happier. It's exactly what we need for all of us who, who, who love, love Tennessee love one. We have on the mic. That's I'm right. loving it. You guys take care of yourselves. And don't forget to tell Coach Jackie and Wayne Cheryl that I said hello, old Jackie Wayne.
0: I sure will. I sure will. Thank you, Charles. Bye, guys. Take care now. Thank you. Charles Davis V FL. Charles Davis. Wow. Wow. I told myself last night, I like, man, don't don't be getting emotional, Swain. Don't be... You don't have Charles Davis on. You know how Coach Majors meant everything to to Charles. You're going to have Jackie Sherrill on and you know, they coach together multiple stops. Man, don't 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 be getting emotional this morning. We're gonna have Chris Lowe on here at 8:15, fifteen. And uh, Chris wrote the article uh, about Coach Cheryl uh, being the honorary captain for Pitt and you know Coach uh, Majors has some has some good stories that he shared with Chris Lowe, and Chris is gonna share those stories. I mean, I know how much Tennessee means meant to Coach Majors They know how much Coach Majors means To Tennessee fans And to Tennessee And I told myself Man, you're going to get emotional But boy, when you hear something Like what Charles Davis Was telling us, man It's hard not to It's hard not to get that Lump in your throat Uh, It's really hard Because That is That is powerful That is powerful Thinks about him Every single day Lost his father Doesn't think about his father Every day but thinks about Johnny Majors every day. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back.